This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. It's time for Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Hello. Hi, everybody. We are in April. It is SVOG month. SVOG money. <laughs> Let's make it rain. Come on. It's finally time. We're finally here. We're supposed to be here in January, but it's now April and we were here. What a journey it's been, right? Oh, it's like time doesn't matter. Oh, it, it they, doesn't. Yeah. Not for these things. Yeah, no. they just kept pushing it back and waiting to release it. That doesn't sound at all familiar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nothing new out of this industry, uh, clearly. No. They knew it. They knew their audience. <laughs> they knew exactly. We could handle it. If yeah. anybody could handle they it. They can deal. <laughs> they know. Peter they people know the process now. But after all the waiting, though, it seems like it's finally actually happening. Yes. Hopefully with no setback. I don't think there should be, well, but it looks like it should be good to go. The government's involved, so yeah. unfortunately that's the wild exactly. card. Exactly. Kind of, one. sort of, maybe, but it looks good. We maybe. know that... Um, SVOG, the application, the portal will be open on April 8th. We know that. We do not know what time of day. When on April 8th is it open? First thing in the morning, in the afternoon? Midnight. Midnight. And so really it's April 9th? We don't know. We don't know that yet. But we know, we kind of know that it's April 8th, so we should have all of our ducks in a row by then to pull the trigger on that um, application portal. And what we're hearing is that there's going to be a bigger emphasis on the, on the budget. The one portion of the application is a proposed budget of how you're going to spend this SVOG money. And, um, that's looking to be more, uh, strict and restrictive than they thought. And there's going to be more emphasis placed on staying close to that budget. It's not like a preliminary, like, kind of where do you think the money is going to go? This is a, where is this money going? And you cannot be more than 10% over these amounts that you stated. So I'm going to buy a boat. Yeah. <laughs> so you, while it Very seems <laughs> simple and basic, there's, you know, just a dozen, you know, qu- uh, what am I trying to say? A dozen, um, expense types that you can spend the SVOG money expense on. Expense categories. Yeah. Categories. Thank you. Gosh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what was that for? Categories. Okay. I did not get that. It's a dumb pun. <laughs> I did not. That went right over. It, I, I wouldn't blame it if it was a lot of other people, too. Call me that a was kitty a kitty cat? Like, what? Hey, hey save that a for pe- later. She's like, save that, yeah. save that for later, big guy. Yeah. Like, that was inappropriate. Kyle's in here. Yeah. Uh, nothing, it wouldn't change anything. <laughs> Anyways. I've been on this podcast many times with you too. <laughs> Anyways, there's only a few, uh, like a few categories, um, but stick with them and be really close. Get all of your bills for 2020 together and just, I mean, you know what your expenses were. Just really stick close to what those numbers are. Don't try to um, fudge them too much. I mean, build in a little bit of a cushion, but, but stick with that um, for your amount. They still don't know how they're going to it in the application process account for the PPP money you're, you're supposed to get. I know that PPP money has second draw has been dispersed in some cases, especially if you got in your application before the 31st deadline. So, um, 
you know, have that kind of ready because there's, if you haven't applied for it yet and, um, or you haven't been, dis the money hasn't been dispersed, I'm not sure how to account for that in the pr application process. So there might be some weird overlap there. But they have the categories of the things you can spend money on. Yeah. So you can spend it on past rent. Yes. Film rental. Oh, film rental is a necessary expense for sure. Uh, you can pay your film buyer if there's yeah. any money out. Any subscription services as well. Oh, I can think of one or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, any and all necessary expenses can be expensed out. Um, you know, payroll, any any loans that you took out prior to the pandemic can also be expensed out. So if you were up in the middle of upgrading the theater with new seats and you took out a loan to do that, that can be expensed out. I think that's going to be, it's going to get a lot of people to zero, you know, to kind of get them caught up where they should be. And you will have survived the apocalypse that we never thought was possible. <laughs> yeah. If you can get to zero, that's, as good as it gets, people. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. yeah. that's, that's the top of the mountain here. The, t the top of the mountain is literally zero. <laughs> yeah. So we do have a checklist provided by SBA on our website of documents that you will need. Um, they are figuring out that you will need 2019 taxes. You will also need 2020 taxes. And with the tax deadlines being pushed back so far, you're not going to probably have your 2020 taxes available and so it looks like when these when this grant is awarded, it's not going to be one lump sum. It will be partial payments based upon when you get tax documents in. So you might get half, you might get a percent. They don't they don't really know what's going to happen with that either. So we're like a week out. We still don't know how much money you're going to get, but you're going to get something for <laughs> it's having happening. it's happening. <laughs> yeah, for having your 2019 taxes, um, and you will probably get the rest of of the grant amount due when you have 2020 taxes done. But we've got all the information available on Silver Screen Insider yep. up to date. Yeah. Everything you need to be prepared for this. And then SBA did a webinar on the application process and we will put a link to that webinar up on the site as well after this podcast. So you can go check that out. They, they recorded it. Go watch that webinar. Um, check the FAQs on the site and check the checklist so you make sure you have all your documents in order. I'm glad we got that out of the way at the at the at the top because I yeah. I always tend to glaze over when it comes to all these government <laughs> mumbo jumbo type stuff. So I, I'm glad we got out of the way. We're gonna get right. into the fun stuff. Right. We don't well, kind any, of fun stuff. We but. don't have specifics, but you know it's it's just getting closer. It's happening, and when we get more information, yeah. we'll post it. We did post a. Uh, um, a spam email that I got. Yeah, um, it's on our uh, social media channel, Silver Screen Insider, and I believe Off the Break Podcast as well that uh, we've been seeing a spam email going around. Um, there's an image of it on those channels. Just ignore it. Yeah. If you have seen something similar to that, it's nothing. The email address is obviously not from a government email, so please do not <laughs> get something. And it's not an official government email, just toss it away they're just looking for money don't for click something. the links yeah don't click don't click on it trust me i did and it was a mistake <laughs> before we move on i do want to try something with kyle he said he does glaze over when we start talking government stuff oh yeah. boy. okay kyle look directly into my eyes <laughs> w2 1099 1098 401k 1776 1492 <laughs> 
Now you're just naming no. Dave. Yes. No, he laughed. He laughed. <laughs> he laughed. It didn't work. He was paying attention. Um, okay. Well, then let's get on to some changes in the release schedule. Um, before we get that, I do want to say how awesome is Godzilla? It did $9 million on a Wednesday night opening. <gasps> That is it's like legit that's a big real. Deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's awesome. For Wednesday openers, I was looking back historically for this in most of our locations, you're looking at Wednesday grosses for like Frozen and Star Wars yeah. in yeah. 2019. There's nothing that we've had close to this since then. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously it's not a Wednesday opening or Friday openings, but those are the two biggest movies of that year. Wednesdays, right? <laughs> like this was it. Like this time to get on the bandwagon. Oh people. my gosh! Yeah, I mean we're not at full capacity in most of the country, but by show. But or, it just showed yeah. the studios that if it's a film that people want to see, they are coming. They are coming. Yeah, we I mean saw. nearly a double digit opening on Wednesday. On That's... just Wednesday. Now it could have been front loaded because there was a lot of eager beavers out there that went and saw it, but. I'm thinking that bodes really well for this weekend that over the five day, I mean, we were, th- we were kind of internally guessing in the $20 million range. I think, I think it's going to hit that. It's easily going to be the first big film out of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be tenant, but clearly that didn't work, but Hey, we'll do it for Godzilla versus Kong, whatever it takes, whatever it mm-hmm. takes. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be crudes, but it wasn't crudes until 12 weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it was supposed to be wonder woman. And I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, let's forget about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stumbled there a little. Who thought the two fighting monsters were the ones that would save the day? But Honestly, that, we should have. John, we should have expected John that. David Washington, Nicholas Cage's voice, <laughs> Gal Gadot. Like, Turns out it's two creatures that don't speak. And really, <laughs> and really, it checks out. Yeah, the audience just wants fun nowadays, and you know what? It looks like fun. I can't wait to see that in theaters. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's it's um, hitting multiple demographics, uh, mostly male, which you expect, but lots of age groups are going. It's it's gonna be good. I am just so excited, and I don't know if I could have taken another like meh, mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> What is, is this the new opening? You know, this is what we're getting now. That article. I've seen millions of dollars yeah. here. No, millions. That article, this is so nice. <laughs> that article again, box office does not bounce back. Yeah. Like, we've had that for a year straight. I and mean, seeing this is awesome. It's so good. It just feels like summer is right around the corner and that we're we're going to survive this. We're going to get the SVOG money. We're going to get PPP money. We're going to get some good grossing movies. I I don't want to look too far past Godzilla because it's like kind of another hole. And then hopefully quiet place only and the positive, Cru- only Cruella the positive. comes in. So we're good there, <laughs> but yeah, stay positive. I'm getting a margarita machine. <laughs> I want banana daiquiris. <laughs> that just sounds so good. There used to be a Mexican restaurant and I, Ken and I would go sometimes and get banana daiquiris. No, I would get Ken them. And you would go and you would get, yeah. Multiple banana daiquiris. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is my ride. Ken there, would take me. Let's just say there was a DD. Yeah. <laughs> I would get chips and salsa, and then yelled at when I told her it was time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that was the two things I would get. <laughs> Ken, you're probably like, thank God that that restaurant's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh no. Well, it's 
they quit serving banana daiquiris and it was a slow death after that for that place that so. did it yeah. early pandemic we were making banana daiquiris for lunch at home so <laughs> we had a few pina coladas for lunch in the day oh i don't <laughs> doubt it it's like this is really easy this is so much fun yeah. this quarantine life's great why don't we do this more often yeah <laughs> 2.30, you're like, I really need to take a nap, nap. right now. <laughs> oh, I'm home. I can. <laughs> home. Is, we're getting into a lifestyle that is probably not healthy. <laughs> I know. I do know what our retirement together is going to look know. like, though. It's, it's like, really hey, do you want to wake up now? No. No. Okay, let's wake up. It's time for lunch, drinks, and then a nap. nap. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like great retirement plan. No, that's the dream. That's yeah. the dream. <laughs> You guys just got a head start already. Also, foot of pajamas. Oh, yeah. Onesies, (laughs) for sure. Naturally. Just what they're all marked Monday through Sunday. Yeah. It gets cold (laughs) here, so we need it. We need onesies, matching ones, because we're fun like that, Kyle. I'm not not criticizing you guys. I think it's brilliant. (laughs) All right. So, because Godzilla is doing so good, and uh, Warner Brothers moved back Mortal Kombat. At first, when I heard him move back, I got frustrated because I had just made sure that I had all my Mortal Kombat dates in, and I had literally just emailed the booker at Warner's and was like, hey, can we finally get these confirmed? And he wrote back, "Um, I will let you know when I have some more information. And then the news (laughs) broke, and I was like, what just happened? I'm like... So I replied back to his email, did you just move the date? <laughs> hey, hey, guys, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Wait for it. Ha- the phone rings. It all <laughs> happened within our email chain. It wasn't like an mm. hour later the news broke. No, yeah. it was within our email chain. So it was your fault? <laughs> I think it was my fault. Again? <laughs> I think I need Dang to- it, Cody. It was the, the timing, the coincidence is becoming suspect here. <laughs> they know. They all know. Everyone knows. I was like, and I'm like, damn it. Now I'm going to have to move them all back a week. Why does this keep happening? (laughs) They did it on purpose, but I'm happy because it does mean Godzilla is, is strong enough that they, you know, they're, they don't want to cut it off. And I, and I agree. Like we, I need, I made a hole on April 16th, but that was a hole that was much easier to fill than the April 23rd, April 30th holes that I had. So it just moved everything back, which is, it was a lot more workable for me. Yeah. Godzilla will last those, what, three weeks now, it seems like, and Mortal Kombat will be ready to go. So this is, yeah, this is a much more micro set of changes that we had this week versus the the Disney thing where it's just like, Yeah. Let's just blow up the entire you schedule. You want your day to be ruined? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like they great. <laughs> that was so great, Kyle. Oh. We need to get would a you sound like me to, Would you like me to ruin your day? Oh. <laughs> Eat shit. Oh. <laughs> Kyle, you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> That's why I tried to make it quiet. And then Ken came back and tried to do it himself. It's okay. We, we were in a marketing meeting looking at logos for another company. And I made an inappropriate joke to Ken quietly on a Zoom call about beavers. And he brought it up to the group and made it a thing. It was an inappropriate joke gone awry. I was walking so he past, will do that to you. I walked past your office door and then I heard him bring up something along those lines. I was like, what is happening in that meeting? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I had to have this team marketing team that we've employed to for our our, our other company 
to you know professionally give us some guidance on some marketing <laughs> and branding yeah. and we they honestly thought about the beaver as a logo oh you just had to, i was gonna it was like it's an amphibious mammal no she <laughs> said, no, I said no, it she said it already trees. like a minute ago oh, yeah. i was i just walked right through that i was like <laughs> oh man i'm gonna just i'm gonna wet their beaks with <laughs> be real subtle about this see if i can see add your guesses to our social media yeah. channels on what this animal could be <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, well, we've gone off the rails. Let's we've gone, gone off, off the, the rails. rails. We have to move on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, Warner Brothers also re- uh, moved Reminiscence from September 3rd to August 27th. So they moved that up. So that's good. That's a move up. I like move ups. Yeah, uh, I believe that one's a horror movie. Oh, um, if so I'm trying to remember correctly. So there's it's so another many one, but horror movies with, coming out. <laughs> yeah. crazy. One word titles of multiple syllable words yeah. are always horror or teen romance. Teen romance, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That could it's be one a, of those two. I could see that being a teen romance title. <laughs> yeah. I get that now. <laughs> and then uh, Sony moved Venom, Let There Be Carnage, back from September to 17th to September 24th. So they're moving. That's not a big move. I would keep your eyes out on that moving again. Still in the running for best title of 2021. Oh, yeah. easily. <laughs> And 2020, because it was supposed to come out. <laughs> it was totally a 2020 perfect one. And then Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, which is just... I, I know it has something to do with it, but come on. This is just a weird title. I just can't wait for the trailer just to see how it, how that title connects. Is Mila Jovovich in this? Probably. How could she it? not be? I, Who else they, would? Are they able to make a movie without her? Is she contractually think, obligated to legally, be in every single cannot. one? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that moved from September 3rd to to November 24th because, you know, what you really want at Thanksgiving Sony is a is, Resident Evil movie. Sony now, is killing it with these dates. Now, I will, Unholy. I will say Monster Hunter came out before Christmas, and that ended up being okay. After Christmas. No. It was before, right? It was. No, but it became okay after Christmas. No well, one really wanted to see it at Christmas. I'm, I'm playing a little loose with the semantics of it okay. all, but maybe after Thanksgiving it could be fine. But... <laughs> maybe. I'm trying to give people hope. Because you really want to see Resident Evil at Christmas time? I didn't say that. I'm just saying there's hope. Come on, Sony. You gotta get your shit together. <laughs> no one when your movies are good. And maybe not family holiday times for horror pictures. Kyle, I apologized. I said shit first and now cody's like the floodgates have opened <laughs> get ready for the f-bomb people yeah it's coming <laughs> and we're not this isn't even like the episode where we're the most mad no, no. Fa- playing just, fast and loose with the four letter words frustrated <laughs> i thought she was gonna say it very <laughs> very frustrated <laughs> so frustrated it's fine <laughs> All right, what what else moved? Okay, the hitman's wife's bodyguard from Lionsgate moved up from August to July. So, I mean, that really... Re- June. Yeah. June, sorry. That really reinforced June. I'm excited yeah. about that. That's in the running That's for really the worst good. movie title of 2021. It's a, the hitman's a wife's mouthful. bodyguard. It's a bit yeah. clunky. It's a bit clunky. I like, I like the publicity still they um, put out with the announcement where she's like in the middle and then Ryan Reynolds is like beat up and bloody and Samuel Jackson's like fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's fine and he's all bloody. Like he, he's taking all the hits. I can't wait to see the, what the scene is before that. Yeah. And he's just like 
so frustrated you could tell okay in the earth from neon moved from april 23rd to april 16th so that's just one move up in the earth is that a lava story Lava. <laughs> I was trying to think. Is that the pun? Yeah. Is that the pun here? <laughs> and Dog from United Artists, which I still really don't know what that is, moved from July 16th to February 18th of 2022. I don't think United Artists knows an, what to do with that. An early favorite for the worst title of 2022. <laughs> yeah. Dog. Dog. <laughs> I think it's if it's a- not followed by Bounty Hunter, <laughs> I don't care. Or preceded by Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't. I don't know what this. I don't is. know. What Otherwise, this we're is. not interested. I think it's a comedy with Channing Tatum, but I could be wrong i just thought i read something about it i'm guessing it's about a cat <laughs> that's a pretty bold take there yeah. <laughs> hot take hot let's take. see if it sticks <laughs> so as far as booking strategies no just fill up godzilla screens at as extra much shows. as i can at extra shows do what you can capitalize on the momentum that you're getting from that and hopefully you know Godzilla will go into Mortal Kombat. Now, Mortal Kombat being a hard R won't be as as big as Godzilla, but I think it, it'll create a little bit of momentum, at least on two or three screens in your complex. So I am looking forward to that. Um, there's some faith-based titles, uh, Girl Who Believes in Miracles and Walking with Herb. Those are two faith-based titles that I think could do some business, be some alternative programming at this time. So get away from the horror movies yeah. coming out and on then, Good Friday. <laughs> and then there's a bazillion horror movies coming out. So yeah, I mean, I get why there's a lot of horror. They're really cheap to make. Yeah, they do do pretty well. Everybody's kind of throwing them out there now before the big product comes out. So yeah, easiest way to make the money back and then some. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think well, as far as promotion strategies, now's the time to add trailers in for these faith-based films these horror films like at least Mm -hmm. get the word out because there's not going to be any promotion on these things yeah nope not going to be any promotion so you're gonna have we're gonna it's gonna be a little lean after godzilla um and mortal combat but you know we'll see a little bump at the beginning of may with wrath of man that'll work that'll be for the action crowd and then, you know, we've got Spiral on, in the middle of May, May 14th, and that'll be kind of a little bump. So we're just kind of getting to these little these little milestones of just trying to get a couple weeks and then a new film, a couple weeks and a new film. and Yeah, and there's always a chance somebody moves back after seeing what Godzilla did. <laughs> Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> or moves yeah. up, excuse me, moves up. Maybe Sony will put Peter Rabbit back where it should be. <laughs> if I see it, they'll open it. Time, I'll they'll open it, it yeah. this weekend. <laughs> they'll open it. They'll tell us on Thursday. Hey, we can get this in on yeah. Friday. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. I will do it. We tried. Though. We already tried, guys. Yeah. We'll, we were we'll right tell, there. We'll tell them the same thing they tell us when a, a booking's late. Sorry, can't do it. Sorry, can't it's accommodate this request. Nope, can't accommodate this request. <laughs> yeah. You missed the cutoff. You've got a past due balance of 35 cents. Yeah. <laughs> we need that in before we can confirm this booking. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell them they have a past due amount of millions of dollars that I've missed out on? Yeah. Yeah. Where's that for the art industry? I want my money for Connected. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't play. Yeah. Where's all of our, you that sold we'll it to streaming get. money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Them and Paramount must have back offices just full of IOUs (laughs) to all the theaters. Put them in the IOU pile and then let's never bring it up. Let's burn it for warmth. (laughs) So, Kyle, speaking of putting out horrible movies on family holidays, how was Unholy? (laughs) 
<laughs> you saw. You did you speaking of bad transitions, just... Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> She got to the point. <laughs> got to the point, okay? I moved us along, Ken. Kyle, yes. how was Unholy? Um, Ignore Ken. He's out of this conversation now. I mean, it's a very typical horror movie, just filled with cliche jump scares and, you know, just the sort of thing within, like, these cheap, um, wide-release uh, commercial horror movies they see a million times over. So there is an audience for it, but... I mean, for me, I didn't like it at all. I mean, I do scare easily, but I know cheap scares <laughs> when I see one. And yeah. this movie was just filled with them. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is great in it, though. And I thought it had at least a promising story with, like, his character. But beyond that, like, it, the scares just ruin it. Like, it's it's not very scary and it's very cliched, played out tropes that they use to scare people. Well, it is PG-13. and it is. So yeah. I think that does help it right now. Um, just have more accessibility to a younger kind of teenage audience. So it'll probably be really good for them. I mean, not too scary that you don't want your kids seeing it, but scary enough. That it's like, yeah, it's let's not sleep with the lights on scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they're traumatized. I get, I mean, I guess it could be good for a teenage audience. I just don't know what, aside from like a walking dead fan, I don't know if any other teenagers are wanting to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this type of horror movie. Oh, I don't, like think, it, I don't think like, it's front. They want to go see it because of the actors. I think they just want to see a scary movie. Like it's. A I mean, movie I'm they just. I'm just saying. To. Even still, like I don't see many teenagers like really wanting to check this one out. Hmm. Just any excuse to get out of the house. Yeah. Get away from. I mean, when Mom you put it in those, terms, I would watch sure. a, I would Great. watch a bad horror movie if I was 14 <laughs> <laughs> to get out of the house after being stuck with my parents for a year. I mean, that's a good point, and there are there's an audience that likes these types of movies where they do have those you know jump scares that we see over and over again so maybe your theater will do well with that crowd but i i don't know it just didn't do it for me yeah i'm not a into horror films so i i'm a very poor judge of this because i don't i don't do the horror movie genre i don't see what anybody sees in it i'm like ugh. but i also don't understand like like killer podcasts and the you know oh yeah i don't get any of that genre about the serial killer podcasts and I just don't know why people want to know about murder so bad. <laughs> so I am very out of touch because those are very popular. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand those either. I never watched Snapped or you know, Knives with Wives with Knives or any of those shows. <laughs> just like that's awful. I don't want to watch that. So. Yeah, I don't know. There's an audience for it when it comes to like podcasts and stuff, but I don't know. When it comes to movies, it's much harder to like convince people to go to horrors i think yeah yeah subscribe to my new solo podcast boo where we talk about <laughs> murders and scary movies boo, boo. <laughs> I, it's hashtag boo period yeah. <laughs> boo it's, it's a very serious podcast that's we why should, it's a period instead of an exclamation yeah. point no it's just straightforward we should get our boo. youngest to be like boo Sometimes he puts a blanket over his head and pretends to be a ghost. He's like, "Ooh, so cute!" That'll be the sound that plays in like the end of the intro music. Yeah, I think that's a little too aggressive. I'm looking for more like a meh, a boo, 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 meh, meh, whatever. But anyway, yeah, that's all I got for unholy. Hopefully, it plays well. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, what else we got? Uh, well, yesterday. Some big news dropped that Netflix acquired Knives Out 2 and 3, and they paid uh, $450 million in order to get uh, both those movies. So yeah. that's fun. I love your last comment, 
paying $450 million to develop two Knives Out sequels. Biggest streamer movie deal in history. This sucks. <laughs> it pretty it much sums it up. <laughs> Not only, I think, does it... Does Netflix, it overvalues some of these sequel films that probably, uh, I mean, how much do, how much did the original Knives Out do in this country? I think 300 million. In this country, no, it did globally. 100. Oh, globally? It did I like 300. US, US, it did 100. US, yeah. it did 100? Okay. Yeah. So the second and third, are you going to see a bump? See, even if you got a little bump, that's still only $200 million and they paid 450. So what? No, and it's I, what was Netflix, the return like, here? What's the Netflix has an audience already? Right. They're not. They can't add ten percent of a new audience. That's not possible. Right. I mean, they're they're wanting to <laughs> keep yeah. adding content, but they already have the audience. You'd have to, to start with. paying yeah. people's internet bills to add yeah. more customers. I, I found <laughs> I found it weird from Lions Lionsgate's angle. Like I know, like the producing company for Knives Out, they were like, "Ooh, four hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, take it." But You'd think Lionsgate would be like, no, 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 no. Like, we, this is yeah, really but, good for us. Like, let's hold on to this and be able to yeah. still make money in theaters. Like, well, it's, it probably won't get, like, major bumps for every single sequel, but still could be pretty good money. I think it's just cash on hand right now. Right. They have the ability to put eight figures, nine figures in their pocket, and we're like, hey, let's yeah. do this and move on. Yeah. I just, I'm, I don't I. I guess I, where I'm going with this is like, it was never going to make that much money in theaters, but I can't imagine it, it recouping this cost for streaming. Like, so what, where's the trade off here? Did they overpay and then are they going to get burned and then hopefully they won't quit? They'll quit sniping some of these movies so the theaters get a shot at it. Or does this, I guess, does this play to our strengths as, for the theaters that, hey, you, because our argument is you need theaters to supplement the value in these films for the streaming dollars. Um, does this help or hurt that? And I, I don't know. I, I kind of think it might help the theater's position in a weird way because how can you possibly recoup $450 million off two yet-to-be-determined sequels when you're not charging anything? Like I, I mean charging any extra for it i don't think there's going to be any way to tell i mean it's not like right. netflix always drops their you know streaming numbers and what they got out of it and you know even if they do like keep in mind like their estimates for like what counts as like watching something is like two minutes if you get two minutes in that counts as a watch which that's dumb to begin with so yeah either the numbers could be skewed because of that or we just will never know we'll just never know the but yeah, the idea of this that you had is good. Like, the streaming companies have to overpay for these things for mm -hmm. the price to come back down to make it worthwhile going to theaters. Yeah. If they can afford to pay $200 million for every movie that's released, there there won't be movies in theaters. But they can't. <laughs> so we're dealing with Netflix and Amazon who burn $100 bills to heat their factories. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper no. than natural gas right now, I heard. <laughs> No, and that's what they did. They quietly had an auction between, I think, Amazon and um, Apple and Netflix. That is that checks the out. sweet spot. If you have anything to auction off, name name something, Cody. Anything in the world. Uh, antique armoire. You have an antique armoire? Wouldn't you want to auction it off between those three parties? Yeah. <laughs> like, anybody says, anybody says yeah. a number, it has... 
14 zeros behind it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, then, and then immediately the other two parties are like, oh, I got to get that over them. <laughs> no. no matter what the cost. <laughs> no, those are definitely the big three that you have to, if you had to sell something, like right. it's the big three. It, it makes sense at least from... So, um, so the deal is just um, the detective. Is it Perot character? What's his name? What I never even watched Knives uh, Out. To tell you. What was his name? Uh, Benoit or something Benoit? like that. I think yeah. so. So it's the detective. What I gathered was it was the detective character, and these two sequels will probably be other stories. It probably won't involve that family again. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be. It's kind of gonna be like. Um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express and yeah, Death, uh, on, the Death on the Nile. It's pretty much going to be that, but like modern day. But new ensemble cast and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And I, I am bummed though. Like I wasn't really wanting like a Knives Out sequel at all. But... I didn't think there was a story there for a sequel. But I guess if you're following just that one character, you can make sequels from it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you can do it that way. I just really appreciated Knives Out for what it was, and I was fine with it being a one and done story, but. But I got to like experience it in theaters multiple times, and I think well, that it was really was a big reason why I love that movie so much. <laughs> I think that they got away with valuing these things so high because it worked in the theater, and word of mouth kept it going, yeah. and it turned out to be a surprise hit. Yes. But on streaming, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that same word of mouth. I don't think. Not quite. I mean, they're definitely going to see like a big week, but I think the word of mouth will die out when it comes to streaming by right. then. So by their numbers, two movies are worth four, four fifty. So, hang, hang in there with me. Don't okay. check my math. So <laughs> one of these movies is worth two hundred twenty-five million, and it only the original only made a hundred million dollars, three hundred million dollars internationally. So yeah, two twenty-five equates to three hundred million dollars worldwide. So when they were pricing out James Bond, and there was this number floating around of like six hundred million. Wasn't that the number? Yeah. yeah. 600 million. And the last one made 900 million internationally. So three times that would be seven or $675 million. So they were close. Like if yeah. this was their, this becomes the high watermark, it was on track for what these are going to be valued at moving forward. Oh. Well, so I, if you yeah. have a movie that's going to make $1. How much is that worth to Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worth three times that. It's worth $3. Whatever it is, you take the deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it this stinks. It does. And, I, but like we said, we weren't looking for Knives Out sequels. We didn't. But knowing that there was potential for sequels with that character, it makes me sad that they're not going to be in theaters at all. That that that. Just one more property and um, that is going to streaming and not to theaters. And I think we're yeah. going to see this more and more where maybe the first film that debuts in theaters and does really well. And then you're going to see second and third sequels go to streaming because then they built off of what the theaters created. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think of it in that way. I was thinking more of like, man, if Knives Out is getting sold, like what other possible franchises could be getting sold next but i didn't think of it in that way of you know studios kind of playing that waiting game being like let's release this first one in theaters if it does well then we'll sell sequels to streamers right or I we'll, or it, it we'll put the sequels on our streaming platforms after we've legitimized what they are through the theater process 
yeah. after we've cre- we solidified a franchise by cooking it in the theaters, and now we're going to, you know, create you know put it on streaming after that. Yeah, that does make me worry that theaters will be like the testing ground and not, you know, the, put the good being stuff the, out there. Yeah, not being like a confidence thing, but rather mm-hmm. just a testing thing. That was that was like the old uh, straight to video model, you know. They had a deep. I was look. I was looking up Deep Blue Sea the other night. They had a second one, right? Mm-hmm. They had a third one also. <laughs> so <laughs> <Really>? there's three <laughs> Deep Blue Sea movies, and two of them were just straight to DVD or streaming. So this is the old model where they're like, eh, I don't think the sequel's going to work. Let's we'll put it on DVD to start. Yeah, we'll just put it on <laughs> streaming. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Deep Blue Sea three. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only difference is though. They never made good quality movies to go right to DVD. Like now they're use now they're making good quality movies to cement more subscribers on their site to yeah. to yeah. get their boost to draw them in to to keep them coming back. And that's I think the big change between the home video market, the DVDs, and what we're seeing today. So I don't know why this popped in my head, but I was remembering that Toy Story Two was initially going to be like a straight to vhs type movie but they decided to put it in the theaters and now it's you know praised as like one of the best toy story movies and one of the best pixar movies in general and i'm just thinking that's so funny that it's almost like it's becoming backwards now to where um studios would rather be like you know what instead of theaters let's put it on streaming instead and it could end up being like something really great but it wasn't able to go to theaters right like it's a it's a weird it's such a backwards uh thing for me and i'm i'm hoping that doesn't happen but it makes me nervous mm-hmm. we'll just have to watch it moving forward but yeah yeah you know if we go back to our podcast some of the, our earliest podcasts we theorized that that what we would see with the streaming wasn't so much um competition as much as a filtering process that that certain movies would get made for theaters and certain movies would get made for streaming I think we had initially thought it would have been based on a quality, like a, a price point. Like yeah. we are going to spend cheap amount of money to make a high volume of stuff for streaming. And that we are leave our quality stuff for the theater to drive people back to the streaming afterwards. And what we're seeing now is that they are putting quality into that streaming and not into the theatrical. And maybe that is shaping up to be a lot different than what we had thought before. But I had always assumed that it was never going to be um, so much of a day in dating as much as we're going to make content for streaming sites. And this content is for theaters. And we were just hoping that it would be more even. But now it looks like it's going to be less and less theaters, more and more streaming. I mean, unless if something changes for the better post-pandemic, but... Um, that's just what it seems like with the landscape, but it it could change on a dime. We just don't know. Oh yeah. I'm used to it. Maybe I should just start putting (laughs) more of these streaming movies on booking sheets and see if the reverse happens. People will just be like, "Eh, all right, sure. Yeah. Let's put that in theater. Ha ha. Check out soul on Disney plus. (laughs) Get out of here. You damn mouse. (laughs) So what's coming up, Kyle, that we uh, might have some trailers and stuff for. What, um, what should we get excited about after Godzilla? I think um, Wrath of Man and Spiral, because both of them dropped trailers this week, and they're both coming out in May. Nice. Well, the Wrath of Man trailer, I thought, looked really good. Um, I really like Jason Statham. It's just your, you know, hot uppity crust British action hero, which is a nice 
change, you know. Um, but he does I, it right. He does. I liked the um, the twist. It seemed like there was in that trailer where there's a reason he's there and he's so good at what he does and he's like killing everybody and you don't know if it's like a revenge plot or, mm-hmm. or what it is. I, so I feel like there's more to the story there than than what meets the eye and I like I liked that. That actually may maybe something that I might want to watch. Yeah, I mean. The story, the action, uh, Jason Statham reuniting with Guy Ritchie. It mm-hmm. all feels like a Ritchie movie. Um, it does very much. And and I'm in for it. Like his movies sometimes are hit and miss, but I feel like this one would be like more of, of his hits to me. Yeah. And I, I'm just appreciative of that. Like it looks like it's a ton of fun and you can't do wrong with Statham. He's awesome. No. May 7th for that one. Yeah. As long as all the bad guys are under six feet, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of guys are under six feet. So there, a lot of them are probably bad. So, there's so it a works chance. out. They were all bad. They were all bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were not tall, tall. <laughs> and then uh, we saw the spiral trailer. So yeah. they released a new version of the spiral trailer. Cause we had had pre pandemic had spiral was starting to make its marketing push. And so I, vaguely remember the old trailers but i watched the new one and i liked how they played up chris rock or yeah it's yeah chris yeah rock. i said that and then i was like wait no he doesn't do these movies but he does <laughs> but he does and he looks good and he yeah he looks really good and um and i liked i liked the back and forth and it showed a little bit more of the story and some of the scary traps and stuff and they yeah. looked really scary so yeah, it feels really scary. I mean, yeah. Really scary. It did. It, it really did. I mean, with the traps, I could see it being uh, just what all Saw fans are wanting out of these so movies, they, but it feels like it's seven, like a more commercial seven at the same time, yeah. which I'm here for that. I, I like having that detective angle instead of it just being the usual stuff that we get from the Saw franchise. I love me some high production cop movies. <laughs> I do you believe though that Samuel L. Jackson is Chris Rock's dad? I mean, uh, aren't they the same age? No, close no. to the can, same. Probably. Can they be father son? Are they? Okay, I, here we go. I felt like that was a little bit unbelievable. Chris uh, I mean, Rock. like Chris an Rock. uncle or a cousin, maybe, but in a father son. I guess Chris Rock kind of has like a younger vibe or energy, but he is like a dad now lately, and. You can see some like rays in his hair. So you uh, a father and a grandfather. <laughs> Could I mean, be. They, it still can be father and son if someone's a grandfather. Chris Rock's fifty six. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson is seventy two. He does not look like he's seventy two. No. No, and that's like he looks much young, younger. Isn't that teenage dad age range? Yeah, but that's why possible. I didn't think it was believable. It's believable. I, they're like, have you seen your father? And I'm like, <laughs> father, son. They're too young, close in age. They, I they he's younged 72. him up. Yeah, I know. Good for him. He looks great. He yeah. He didn't start until he was like 40, though. He didn't really get any well, no, traction. He, I, no, he didn't get his. Yeah, you're got, right. You're he right. got traction in the early 90s, yeah. and it was like, oh yeah, you're 40 already. <laughs> right, right. But still, I mean, he looks great with age. Okay. That's for sure. I felt like that was the most unbelievable part of the trailer was that they were father son. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't get that, but I guess I could kind of see why. But I mean, the age works, so there you go. Yeah, sort of. For some people, yes. <laughs> you can you can't suspend disbelief for the no that was horror guy wearing the pig mask and <laughs> never got caught, but 
the ages of certain characters. Yeah, that got me. It just got me. Clearly, you didn't get lost in their characters. You only saw Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. I did. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I thought it was so good. I liked seeing them in that. I, When I got done, I was like, I might almost want to watch this movie. Oh, I'll be looking forward to it. Yeah. Looks I great. just don't do horror. Cody almost wants to watch it, except she'll sleep with the lights on and keep her kids awake the whole night <laughs> to protect <Yeah>. her. <laughs> I will snuggle with the babies. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, and speaking then we, of movies that would yeah. make you want to snuggle with the babies, The Night House <laughs> with <laughs> Rebecca know. Hall. I know. It's another horror movie. This one had a good twist, though. This one was, you know, oh, she's in this beautiful, beautiful lake house mm -hmm. overlooking this, uh, you know, lake. western, like mountainous lake. Yeah. Because, and then, um, and then her husband commits suicide, and then she's being harassed by some kind of spiritual element. But then there's this twist that her husband was hiding secrets about the house, and that she may be part of the supernatural element more than she thinks. So I like the twist that mm -hmm. actually it felt more thriller than horror. Yeah. Um, and, and Rebecca Hall's really good. I like her. So yeah, she's terrific. I, I kind of almost wanted to see that one too. I'm, I'm definitely anticipating for it. It's not going to be. Who's is for, that? Uh, Searchlight. Searchlight. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be for the majority of people, but I at least like the, visual elements that create twists within the movie or it mm -hmm. seems like it's creating twists within the movie and you know after seeing the unholy i'm all up for something horror based that you know has this, something else to it this felt so original in exactly. its concept exactly. i think that's what got me about it. it didn't feel like just a gory um you know horror film but it felt like some like a something you'd have to think about something that was um, going to have twists and turns in it. And mm -hmm. that's something that would stay with you afterwards. Like that really like gets you at the end. Yeah. And I think those are the best type of horror movies. So yeah. I'm here so, for it. It looks good. I thought that one actually, <clears throat> I was really surprised. I thought that one looked good. I don't, don't do horror, but that one, I think I could get behind spiral only because of the char characters in it. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson and Chris Rock. I think I could watch spiral. And I think the night house comes out in May. Does it? I think so. Does it? Does it? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't check the release calendar to see. I'm spacing off the top but of my when, head. But when we're done with this, I'm going to go double check it on yeah. SilverScreenInsider.com. And so should everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> to prove me wrong. <laughs> I want to see if we have any assets and stuff on it. Too. Oh, we got assets. Good. Good. And Big the, assets. <laughs> <laughs> then the last uh, trailer we watched is Spirit Untamed. Perfect timing for that. That's <laughs> true. <joke. laughs> yeah. And it's from Universal. It's a DreamWorks film, and Universal is distributing that now. So. Yep. I, I love how every time you say something, you're surprised. Like, I can't believe I thought Universal? of that. Universal? Universal? I got that right. Yes, in her I hedge, did. In her head, she's high-fiving herself. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> so the rubbery animation that we talked about last week is still there yeah. in this trailer. It is. It's a It's. A, a little rubbery animation. We said it looked like that Princess Sophia TV show on Disney Plus it Junior. It's like the new Mickey Mouse TV shows where yeah. it's just like everything's pretty rounded. But I liked the the story I like the general theme of, you know, let like being true to yourself and 
yeah, I thought it looked like a great kids movie, and it'll be in June, and it'll play well. And but it's animated; it's got a horse in it. Yeah, book it, book it, <laughs> book it everywhere. You Don't, can't go I'm wrong. Not, I'm not gonna be like Take the, the quality's not where it was because as we saw, like with. Raya, the quality was beautiful, but people don't go because mm. it's beautifully animated. They go because it's a good story and or it's relatable. Yeah, or, or, or it's you different need to get and the kids new. out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or it was a it's a rabbit bunny themed yeah. movie at Easter. <laughs> or it has bunnies or ponies. Or... Yeah. yeah, and Raya just suffered from being the second week of Tom and Jerry. It was crazy how it's... much it affected it. Well, that and I think it suffered from being on Disney Plus. That yeah. definitely undercut the grosses. And so this will have an exclusive theatrical on it, and for, at least for a few weeks. So Perfect. Book it. 17 yep. days, Universal of the Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope that gets changed to 30 or 45. <laughs> but I'm taking 17 right now. Maybe they Still will. Still pandemic model. Yeah. 2022 we're gonna have a conversation with them yeah 17 is no longer a four-letter word yeah (laughs) uh all right we're ready to wrap this bad boy up yeah i think we got through the trailers and everything we needed for the week gosh it was a neat it was a good week not too many changes just just the mortal Kombat move but I can handle that. That one I got. We, we'll let it slide. We'll let that I, one slide, Warner Brothers. Only because I mean, you're doing so good with Godzilla I right mean, now. She smoked a cigar in bed last night. But other than that, she's fine. Yeah, yeah see? <laughs> I was doing a Churchill impression in bed. <laughs> okay, and on that note, uh, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com and be sure to check out that website if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated film information and all the marketing assets to promote those movies yes have a good week everybody <laughs> bye. bye bye everybody <laughs>